The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Have you noticed that no matter how hard you try to release attachments, heal traumas, and change your life, you still feel as if you don't belong? There is a reason and a solution for this. Join award-winning actor, comedian, and best-selling author Kyle Cease and learn how to immerse yourself in a new way of being at From Lonely to Free, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. You are listening to Rewritten with Cynthia Ocelli. I want to thank you for joining me this week. This is a show where we examine your toxic, limiting, harmful, untrue stories and beliefs that you tell yourself about you and your life, and we rewrite them so that you can recreate your future. This week, this is going to be one of my very favorite topics. We're going to explore femininity. We're going to explore a lot of the things that I covered in my book, my 2012 book, Resurrecting Venus. And I'm excited to do this because if you can't tell, my voice is off today. I'm recovering from an illness. I don't know what it was, but you know, head cold and you can hear it. And so when I was thinking of what do I want to talk about today? What can I share? What shifts could I introduce to you? that would be meaningful and wonderful and also be really good for me right now. And of course, the Divine Feminine flows forward as she does and says, you know, I am the source of healing. So this is the day and the perfect time to share this. So that's our topic today. Before we get started, I have some things I want to share with you. If you have ever wanted to leave me a comment or ask me a question or send me a message. I want to tell you about Open Mic, and it allows you to leave me a voice message with anything you want to say, and it'll go to me. And you can do this by downloading the mindbodyspirit.fm app. It's a free app. You can see the option to do that on their site, mindbodyspirit.fm, or you can see it on my site at cynthiaocelli.com. It's called Open Mic, and when you send me a message, Make sure you start by saying who it's for. So you would just say, hi, this message is for Cynthia Ocelli. And then my producers know to send it to me. And then you can ask me a question or give me your feedback or send me any kind of message. And if it's a question, I may share it on the air. And if you don't want anything shared, then just say that to me and I am your vault. I'm excited for this. And I hope that you will interact with me and give me your anything, your questions, your feedback, anything. You can also continue the conversations that we have here with me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash life blog. That's my name there. And you can catch up with me and see kind of what I'm doing and see pictures of it on Instagram. Also, I would love it if you would help me bring these ideas and these tools for recreating your life, for eliminating the toxic false beliefs that so many of us pick up from well-meaning people, from our society and culture, and use against ourselves as we move forward. Uh, This show is all about rewriting those beliefs and setting you free because we all live our biases and we all create these self-fulfilling prophecies based on the beliefs that we're holding. So it is extremely powerful to shift those beliefs and change your life. 
I want to ask you to help me spread the word. One of the easiest ways that you can do that is to write a review for me on iTunes. And many of you have done that on my other shows and radio shows and podcasts, and those reviews are great and they're out there. But this is a new show, a clean slate, and I would love for you to give me a fresh review. And thank you. I love you. I appreciate you. You are the reason that I keep showing up and doing this, and I really am grateful for all of you for being there for all of these years. And that brings me to something else that's kind of really exciting me right now. 2012, I wrote and produced, published with Hay House and AMI, Resurrecting Venus. And that was the book, Embracing Your Femininity. It was a woman's guide to love, work, motherhood, and soothing the sacred ache. So now, here we are a decade later, and to celebrate and to also satisfy the request that I've had for so long, I'm going to update it in an audio format and release it on Audible. So I promise my voice will be better. (laughs) I'll be fully healed when I do this, but the entire book, all the love, the work, the soothing, the sacred eight, everything, I'm rethinking it now. There are some definite things that have grown and changed. I have shifted my view on some things as I've grown and evolved, as we all do. And I'm excited to share that. But the foundations of resurrecting Venus, which is what I'm here to talk to you about today, are largely the same. And that makes me feel really, really good because wisdom and truth, one of the things that you can use to identify wisdom and truth is that they don't change. So as I start this topic, I always start at the same spot because after years of exploring and working with women and their feminine essence or femininity, I've learned that there is a lot of confusion about what it even means. So there are these words out there, femininity, feminine energy, divine feminine, feminine power, feminine essence. And I kind of want to just put them all under the term the feminine today. Many women in our culture associate femininity with fragility, weakness, being recessive, being easy to take advantage of, being dependent, that's a big one, uh, being unmotivated, being docile, and it comes from our history. And for me, when I was a child, being feminine or being girly was a put down, and it was you know, a real compliment to be considered Uh, competitive or tough or aggressive or to fight like a man. So that's a huge misunderstanding of the feminine. And I also encounter people who think that it is a superficial quality, like wearing ruffles or eating bonbons. And of course, I have no, no problem with ruffles and bonbons, but feminine is not a look even though a lot of people can say it's part of a look, there's so much more. Another way that women uh, treat it is they look at it as something they get to do for a brief time, like they can go and have a girl's night, a girl's trip, a spa day, and then they go back to their masculine realities. And I really want to shift that and shift your beliefs about that, rewrite your beliefs about that so that you can get the benefits of your feminine energy and essence, and they can buoy you up and carry you through 
all of your life, making it happier, easier, and more fulfilling for you. Now, before I go any further, I have to say the things that need to be said about it. Feminine and masculine are not limited to genders. Anyone, anywhere that resonates with this work is one who should listen to it, adopt it, and make it their own. There is nothing exclusive or exclusionary about this. This is not a judgment of who who can be and who can't be. And that's really important to say. If you have, you'll know it when you hear this. Like I know after all of these years of teaching and working with women that there are women who I begin speaking about the feminine and I begin unpacking what it actually is and they feel an internal stirring that moves them forward and it's a longing for something they know and they crave and they miss and they need. And if you feel that, that's your cue to dive deeper and go deeper. And if whatever in this world does not resonate with you, don't force yourself into anything that doesn't resonate with your body. Your beautiful body knows the truth. Your beautiful body doesn't have to hyperanalyze everything and wonder what the world would think about you for doing one thing or another. Your beautiful body feels and knows. And if it finds that space of expansion and soothing relaxation, that's for you. And that's more of that, whatever that is. Okay. So just wanted to get that out of the way. All are welcome here and no one is forced. And that's very much a feminine approach. The feminine is inclusive and the feminine loves and flows, doesn't force and demand. So by my definition, femininity is power and strength fueled by creativity and love. So for all the people who think that it's weakness or dependence, it's absolutely not. It is power and strength fueled by creativity because we women are vessels of infinite creation. And that of of course includes creating life, but we create homes, worlds, relationships, inventions, businesses. We are natural creators, power and strength fueled by creativity and love. There is nothing too great for this power. So as we live in this world, this dominant patriarchy, this masculine world where the balance of the masculine and feminine is greatly distorted, we have fallen to the belief that it is only through hard work, consistent, grueling, forced effort, competition, and destruction of our foes that we can achieve and grow. And you see that playing out in the world all around you. Just because that is the dominant way, it is absolutely not the only way. I, I can tell you firsthand that since I wrote Resurrecting Venus and long before it, I made a shift into primarily living from the feminine where you are sourcing with your intuition, you are receiving, you are attracting, you are collaborating, you are cooperating, you are understanding that the only competition you ever have is with yourself, that when you put someone else ahead, it's wonderful for both of you, that when you take your candle and you light someone else's, you create more. It's a different way and it also works and it's also very powerful and very successful. 
I'm getting a little ahead of myself here because I'm super excited about this. And I've lived it long enough, especially long enough after resurrecting Venus to really see what you can create from your feminine essence, from your divine feminine power. So Mother Nature. Mother Nature for me is the most beautiful embodiment of the feminine. And I don't think anyone around us would ever call her weak, right? She may be unpredictable sometimes. She's absolutely fierce, like us. But her dominant intention is growth and harmony. She goes through seasons. She produces life. She feeds that life. She protects that life. And yeah, there's some chaos in there too. But the overall energy behind nature is expansive. It's abundant. It's creative. It's harmony. It's perfect. And we have that inside of us in our feminine energy. Now, I also have to point out that our feminine essence energy is different from the masculine. And I don't want to say that it's better or worse. I want to say it's just different. Any energy expressed in a way that's distorted has a negative to it. The masculine, when distorted, isn't building civilizations, it's destroying them. And we see that, right? And the feminine, when it's distorted, isn't creating harmony, it's creating chaos. And we see that too. Where masculinity is fueled by that desire to compete and to dominate and to control or to conquer, the feminine creates its success by expansion, growth, harmony, and creativity. So different, and both are necessary, and one is not better than the other. Most women who've grown up in the Western world are afflicted with a, an expectation of what a successful woman is. And a successful woman has evolved a little bit from that 1970s. Do you remember Ajali? It was a perfume and the woman would, this gorgeous blonde would come in and she would say, I can bring home the bacon and I can fry it up in a pan and I can never let you forget you're a man because she's a woman. So that means like she can do everything. So now she's, she's making the money. She's bringing it home. She's feeding you. She's cooking for you. And she's never going to let you forget you're a man. So she is like the hot sex kitten in the middle of the night too. So we had this foundational, uh, imprinting that a good or successful woman was superwoman, right? And then we grew up and through the eighties and nineties and through the modern times, quote, modern times, we have become even more autonomous and that's a mark of great success. So not only are we able to do everything, we can work, take care of our homes, take care of children, take care of our parents, take care of our friends, um, be beautiful, take care of everyone else. And somehow we're supposed to feel like that is an achievement. What I've realized, especially in my work, but I saw it back when I was a child, it feels exhausting. It feels like you're on a hamster wheel. It has little rewards along the way because we love our children. We love our friends. We appreciate when we do something well, 
but we don't have a deep sense of fulfillment. And I remember when I wrote Resurrecting Venus, there was a study that had come out called The Paradox of Declining Female Happiness. And it talked about as women gain more independence and autonomy, their reports of happiness were declining. And I certainly was never going to believe that a woman having more autonomy and freedom was the source of her unhappiness. But what I do conclude from that and what I have experienced in work and witnessed time and again is that we are very willing and very groomed to show up and knock ourselves out day in and day out, putting ourselves second, third, fifth, and last on our priority list to take care of all of the things that make us quote successful. And that is the problem. Where are we in that experience? And what I mean by we is where is our heart, our need for creativity, our need for deep intimacy and attachment, our need to be cared for and provided for? Where are we receiving We all know we give, like all the women I know give and give and give, and so many of us give to a harmful extreme. So many of us are doing so much to hold this idea of perfection and that we appear perfect and that we are checking all the boxes of our superwoman's success and we are empty in areas that really matter, the areas that make your life feel soothing and warm and loving. We're empty there. I too was raised with that idea that a strong woman is an independent woman, an autonomous woman, a woman who doesn't really need anyone and she doesn't really need anything. And that led me to be willing to settle for relationships where I wasn't going to receive what I needed. I wasn't going to have the deep emotional interdependence and intimacy that I really wanted, that I believe we all really crave. And we live in a world that makes us feel like we are weak to have that, to have that sort of interdependent mutual uh, romance where you are loved and protected and cherished and cared for and you receive that, you allow that. And then of course you do what you've always done anyway, which was be a great partner A lot of us are willing to settle in situations where, yes, I'm a great partner, and no, I know he doesn't cherish me, um, have that deep intimacy, that open bond, that protective nature. I, I don't necessarily feel like my partner has my back unconditionally, but I'm doing the best I can on my end is kind of where a lot of relationships end up. I want to normalize the idea that having a partner that you can be vulnerable with, reciprocal with, that you can receive as much as you give with, that you can be adored and allowed to be pampered with in your feminine and be needy sometimes and receiving a good deal of the time. I want to normalize that because in this world where we are doing, being so much for so many, we also need spaces to be restored and to be full in our expression of love and receiving of that love. So receiving, if there's one word that you take 
from our exploration into the feminine. It's receiving. If there's one belief that I would like you to work on, to just play with, to be curious about, to adopt and to apply in your life, experiment with, is receiving. Because overwhelmingly, I know we live in a culture that's a gimme, 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 materialistic consumer culture. But on this note, in my audience specifically, woman after woman after woman after woman is giving way more than they're receiving. And do you know what the outcome of that has to be? It has to be depletion. It can't be anything else. So instead of giving from a cup that's overflowing and giving from the overflow, you are taking out more than you're putting in, you will run dry. And that was the impetus for resurrecting Venus. That sacred ache was this desire to be whole and fulfilled and to have harmony and peace and to receive from everything, from life, from work, from friends, from lovers, to receive. When that goes dead, we decline because we are designed also to receive. Nothing can just give in one direction. That's probably the hardest part about my work. It's also the most rewarding part is rewriting this belief and changing the approach. Have you noticed that no matter how hard you try to release attachments, heal traumas, and change your life, you still feel as if you don't belong? There is a reason and a solution for this. Join award-winning actor, comedian, and best-selling author Kyle Cease and learn how to immerse yourself in a new way of being at From Lonely to Free, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. I want to share an email I sent out on International Women's Day. A lot of people sent out big emails about all of the accomplishments of women, and I just had one that was really uh, cutting to the point that I feel really passionate about right now. I'm going to read it to you, and I want you to take it as it's written directly to you. This is personal. This is for you. One of the most heartbreaking and frustrating parts of my work is watching women think they need permission to be, do, or have something they really care about. On this International Women's Day, I have one potent and powerful message for you. You have the right and permission to stop that, start that, go there, stay here, have that, do that, say that, ask for that, look that way, be that way, be worthy of that, buy that, leave that, fight for that, walk away from that, be loved with that be loved without that, and to continue this list of permissions. You are a grown-up, and you get to think for yourself and do what you want to do with your life. I want this to sink in, and if I could have added one more thing to that, it would be to receive that. I think I had on there, have that. One of the most saddening things about the work that I do is realizing that women have bought this toxic myth that their value is directly tied to how much they produce. And the idea of them receiving is a sweet thought that comes up in the next girl's weekend or the two-day vacation or when somebody gets to babysit the kids. And your needs for creativity, regular, 
creativity, creative expression, nature, a nurturing sisterhood. And that's huge. And we'll get to that in a future show because that's a real um, strengthening and transformative experience when you have the right uh, kind of people in it, the right kind of women in it with you. Your need for beauty, your need for this unproductivity. You have a need to be unproductive sometime and I'm probably a lot more than you ever allow. You have a need for spiritual connection and real cherishing and love. And what happens is if all of these needs go unmet for years and sometimes decades, we begin to suffer deeply. We begin to have what is like a low grade depression And what's important to know is that even though you repress it and look the other way and do not allow these forces of healing into your life because you're too busy being what someone told you you should be to be successful, the need doesn't go away and the repressed feminine energy does not subside. What happens is it gets locked away and it festers And until one day it breaks you and it breaks through. And that is when we realize that this, this woman's nirvana that we were taught to want isn't what we thought it was going to be. And we find ourselves overworked, depleted, exhausted, and with a history of being all things to all people except ourselves. So if this feels like you, I don't want you to feel bad. I want you to feel inspired and hopeful because it's at this point of the disheartened realization that you actually have the greatest opportunity to change. We cannot change what we do not see. And so now is the time to begin to honor your feminine essence and allow yourself to shift. And as you shift, it becomes an awakening. It's a renaissance, or as I call it in Resurrecting Venus, it's the birth of truth. They call it a midlife crisis. I call it a wonderful opportunity for you to finally wake up and become the woman that you want to be. The woman that you would have become if society hadn't programmed you to fit its self-serving definition of superwoman so that you would be this great asset to everyone and everything except yourself. When this divine feminine, repressed feminine breaks through, it can feel really scary. It can feel depressing and agitating, and it can feel hopeless. There are all kinds of feelings come through. There's a sense that it's too late for me. My best is behind me. And I just want to support you and tell you that no, Birth is messy. Creation is messy. And you can look at that throughout on a macro and micro level, as above, so below, as within, so without. On a cellular level, when cells divide, they explode, they erupt. When babies are conceived, there's an explosion and eruption. When galaxies are born, there's an explosion and eruption. When you transform, when your personal birth of truth or your renaissance is happening, it can feel chaotic stay the course, trust, move in the direction of your fulfillment and good. Some of the things I've watched help nearly everyone are 
making sure you begin to express yourself creatively, however that works for you. And that may mean dancing, painting, writing, cooking, gardening. It's something that you're doing for the sheer joy of the process. And that takes a little bit of time to reconnect with if you haven't had that for years and years and years. I've worked with women who haven't done anything creative since they left school. And it's a magic sort of passage back to yourself. So don't dismiss it as something that you're not interested in. At least try it. And whether that creativity is in physical expression, in artistic expression, in song, in creating something to eat or to grow, please give yourself that gift. It is one of the fastest, most magical and wonderful ways back to you. Also indulging your senses. So your body and your senses are the wisest. They are not subject to what everybody thinks and what the programming is. When you are with a color that makes you feel a positive emotion, when you feel something against your skin that's soothing for you, when you hear music that makes you feel like your energy centers inside you or just even places in your body are relaxing and expanding, collect that information and give yourself more of that. The environment that surrounds you is very influential. So if you live in a space of clutter and darkness or disrepair or dirt, do all that you can to improve it and do it for you. Do it so that you are honoring the creation that the divine made as you and putting it in an environment that is worthy of its magnificence. You really are that magnificence. As we go forward in other shows, we're going to dive deep into the feminine in different aspects of life. To give you a little foreshadowing, I want you to understand that you can source from your feminine and actually be better at everything. The world has trained us in our feminism and in our growth toward wanting equality that we absolutely deserve in the workplace and in financial uh, compensation and in positions of power. But along with it has come this idea, this, this witless myth that we must be better men in order to succeed. We can't be. We're just, it's just not going to happen, but we can be our best selves and we can be the best women we can be. And we actually can succeed bringing our feminine gifts of kindness, compassion, collaboration. And that's not weakness because show me a mom protecting her creation and I'll show you the opposite of weakness. We manifest it differently. We succeed differently. And when we are anchored in our feminine, we source a strength that is unrivaled and unassailable. And that doesn't feel true when you're beginning this feminine journey but it is absolutely true. So I want to leave you with the idea for you to explore and just allow to be possible in your mind. The idea that you can actually have a successful, abundant, love-filled, joyful life sourced in your creative and feminine energy and endure in this world 
You can achieve the dreams that you hold in your heart in a much easier, more satisfying and fulfilling way by allowing your feminine to come in and work along with the masculine to bring you deeply fulfilling outcomes that bring you joy and peace and happiness. And so as you go through this time and you begin to consider whether you could allow more feminine into your life and how it would feel and how it would impact you, I want you to focus on witnessing yourself in your world and how much you allow yourself to receive. When someone gives you a compliment, do you say, oh, this old thing, or oh, no, my hair is a mess, or do you say thank you and second that silently in your mind? When someone offers to do something for you, do you decline? When someone wants to give you something, do you decline? When you have a group of people and there's work to be done, do you snap it all up so everyone else has an easier time? When you're at home and you have others around you and there are lots of things to be done, do you take more than your fair share so that other people have it easier? I would love for you to begin to watch how you deflect the abundance of the universe and just learn to allow yourself to say, thank you. Thank you for that compliment. Yes. Thank you for that gift. Even if it's a gift that you don't like, even if it's a gift that you're going to take and re-gift, you allow the flow to grow and go through you to say yes. When someone offers to do something nice for you to allow that and to allow others to carry their own weight while you have more time to do nothing, more time to be creative, more time for you to care for yourself, more time for you to tend to your own needs. I want to begin to rewrite the idea that you must earn off time, that your worth is tied to what you achieve, what you maintain, or who and how many people you do things for. It's time to rewrite the idea that your worthiness is earned or created by outside actions, opinions, or events. Your worth is inherent, and a priority that I would love for you to adopt is your own sense of peace, harmony, relaxation, and creativity. That's our starting point as we take a journey into returning, not even, not even discovering or embracing or learning, returning to the energy that is alive in you, there to soothe you, heal you, love you, support you, strengthen you, so that you live a life that you enjoy the journey of, not just little milestones along the way. This is the journey of the Divine Feminine, and I'm excited to take it with you. I'm excited to share more with you, and I'm so excited that I did this show today because when we started, I told you that the body doesn't lie and that the feminine heals. And as I end this show, instead of feeling tired because I pushed myself and I'm recovering, I feel energized and restored because I tapped into the source of healing our feminine creative energy that is always flowing in us. 
and always waiting for us to tap in so that it restores, blesses, and harmonizes our being. Thank you for joining me today. Please reach out to me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash life blog. Find me on Instagram at Cynthia Ocelli. And again, thank you for leaving me a review on iTunes for Rewritten with Cynthia Ocelli. I hope you have a beautiful week. I want to hear about you receiving and allowing. You'll be absolutely amazed by how much blossoms in your life when you start taking better care of yourself and doing less. It's paradoxical, it's counterintuitive, and it's wonderful. And I wish that for you. Have a beautiful week. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.